Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bigfoot Club. Robert Jensen Dominguez, Ash Tucker, Stephen Robert Dominguez, Earl LeBron Kennedy. Believe in us, believe in Bigfoot Club, because we are too sweet. Hey, this is Mike Hall, and you're listening to Bigfoot Club Podcast. Hey everybody, Robert Jesse Dominguez, Bigfoot Club Season 2, Episode 27. Um, just wanted to say that uh, if you guys are listening to Bigfoot Club, um, we're on all the platforms. We're on um, Stitcher, we're on um, Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Alexa. We're on pretty much every every platform. So just give us a, give us a five-star rating, give us a comment, give us a comment. Uh, subscribe to us so we would really greatly appreciate that um also got some exciting news that bigfoot club is partnering with um bigfoot crossroads uh and cryptid tales so we're going to be collaborating with um matt knapp uh doing that moving forward so i'm pretty excited about that I also wanted to push uh, Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. Uh, they're on all the platforms as well, so give them give them a, a listen to. They're really good, really good people. Cecilia and John Clark, really good people. We really like I I really like them a lot, and I listen to them every week. I don't miss an episode, so check them out as well. Um, this week we're going to be talking to Matt Knapp with Bigfoot Crossroads and Cryptid Tales. So. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Robert with Ash and Steven. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Deja vu. Yeah, all over again. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is we caught it early. So. We didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, you. Um, Steven, it's been a while since you've been on, right? Yeah, it's been a while, but uh, I'm still here, still kicking. Yeah, um, I'm pretty excited today. Um, we have a guest on our show today, a good friend of ours, uh, Matt Knapp with Bigfoot Crossroads. Matt, say hello. Hello. How are you, man? I'm doing dandy. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good, man. It's been, um, I know you and I, we've talked like uh, recently off show. But it's been a while since we talked, right? A little bit. Uh, a, a little bit, yeah. So I think I think that's been like a reoccurring theme with like the last two guests that I've had, or well, the last three, two out of three. Uh, it's been a while since I talked to uh, some of these guests. So want to make up some time. Um, what's going on with you, man? Just living the dream, man. You know. Uh, yeah. Trying to keep the podcast stuff going, uh, trying to get new stuff off the ground, just trying to stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, put up with uh, dogs. Yeah, you. How many? How, how many dogs do you do you got now? Uh, three. Uh, Daisy. Yes. 
Shotzi. Uh, Chomsky's, yes. And Kimba, Sli- <laughs> and Kimba Slice. Kimba Slice. <laughs> Chomsky's, yeah. Chomsky's, I, I messed that one up. I, I totally should have got caught that one. Chomsky's and... You should have got that. And Kimba Slice. I still I still use that today, Kimba Slice. Yeah. So, Nobody knows what we're talking about whenever we say that, though. Yeah, that's that's cool, though, man. Um, um, Kimba Slice, what? You know, Matt, you know, you know, Steven, of course, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I do. I, I, I think we met once or twice. Uh, yeah, we met in a couple of outings a couple of times. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but Matt, you've never met Ash, right? No, no, never have never had the pleasure. Um, I think we're, our paths probably crossed a few times. Via interwebs. Yeah, I think but, so. Too. Uh, that was about it. Yeah, like blog talk radio days, maybe. Oh, geez, yeah. yeah. <laughs> blog, blog talk radio. And I took a, took a long radio. hiatus from everything. Yeah. Well, because I know, I know, <laughs> I've I've talked to Matt in the past about you, and um, whenever we had met and stuff like that, and. Uh, we were communicating and stuff, so and I know I've talked. I know I've talked to you. I've talked to Matt about you a lot. So, Ooh. so. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know all about Ash. Oh. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I know you don't like to be called Ashley. No, it makes me feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, I get that all the time. Um. Hey Matt, so uh, let's. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit. I know um, how did how did how did you and I meet? We didn't. We never met before. We didn't. You said. No. That's awesome. I, well, I mean, I assume that you mean in person. Um, either either one. I, we can we can talk about either one. I mean, my main uh, memory of meeting you, uh, a, a lot of it's a blur. It's been a long time, mm-hmm. but uh, it was, uh, I was rolling with the homie, Chad Scott. Oh, yeah, yeah, Chad Scott. And uh, we were going down to Texas. I had, you know, heard about you through Chad uh, a lot. You guys uh, were pretty close friends, I believe. Yeah, we were. And uh, we were uh, visiting Paris, Texas uh, for a little get-together event. And we were rolling up to the location. And uh, there's this Mexican dude with a beanie on uh, <laughs> walking across the road like Patty. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that, man. Totally forgot. It was like super hot then too, right? And I was wearing a beanie. Yeah, it was hot, and I was like, "This cat's wearing a beanie." I think, uh, I think then I had, but long- you know, I'm from the big city, so yeah. I was used to it. Yeah, because I I had long hair, I think, at the time, and I was just trying to get it to go back or something. I don't, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, you had the longer hair, and uh, you know, I've been thinking about that <clears throat> uh, over the past couple of days, actually. Mm-hmm. And I believe, if memory serves me right. Uh, I saw you and I can still see you in my head, like walking across the road, like a Bigfoot. Yeah. And Chad goes, you know how 
Chad has that monotone yeah. uh, drawl. He's like, there's Bob. <laughs> and uh, that was it. That was my introduction to you in person. Yeah, because I think... And then uh, I tried tagging around you and the boys that uh, weekend and get to know you better. Yeah, because I, I can't think who was... I, I can't remember who was... All, I know it was you, Chad, um, Kenny, Ken Marvel, Buddy, yeah. Buddy Britt, um, Luke was there. Yeah. I think Luke. I think and, he was. And I think it was some other people that I'm, I'm not going to mention, so... Um, but is anybody probably in- nobody else worth mentioning? Yeah, yeah. So, well, I was in there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't there. <laughs> you were in uh, Arkansas then. Weren't I was you? probably still in high school. Oh yeah, you were probably still in high school. I, yeah. about that. <laughs> I don't think I was there. <laughs> no, you weren't. You weren't. I think. Uh... I think I was jamming out to NSYNC at the time. <laughs> Yeah, I think you were like eight or something. Yeah, yeah, I was well, definitely jamming, yeah. jamming out the instinct. That, that's their demographic. Yeah, so. <laughs> or forty something year old. <laughs> you uh, never know. Yeah, man, those were the days. Um, oh, yep, yeah, yeah, they were. We were we were meeting up in Paris, and we were doing. We were like, look, look, we were going over some video and stuff like that. I won't go into that, but um, but that's where that's where we first met and. Uh, we kind of hit it off. I, cause I, what I can recall is that, you know, a lot, a lot of your views and my views were kind of like married each other. And I kind of, I kind of digged it. And I know I was really close to, uh, I was really close to Chad at, at, at that time. And he was pretty close to you. So anybody who was friends with Chad, I was friends with like automatically. It seemed, it seemed to be that way because that's just how I saw it because like Chad didn't, he didn't get along with Craig Woolheater. And so I kind I instantly like gravitated toward him. And so, right. um, but I just, I don't know. I just felt you were a good person and I just wanted to hang out with you and talk to you and stuff like that. So that's what I recall. And then you got to know me. And then I got to know you and it was like, bam. Yeah. I remember I ditched everybody that I knew that was there and like went upstairs on that little balcony thing and hung out with you and your guys watching the videos. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was kind of cool, man. That was that was that was some good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then like after that, we like started conversing. Like we started chatting online a lot, right? Chatting it up, man. Yeah. We were talking all the time after that. Yeah, we were. I mean, because I think at the time we were uh, the TBRC. I mean, I had already left the TBRC at that time already. So, um, and you weren't you weren't affiliated with any groups, were you? No. Okay. You were just doing like indie stuff and just looking up stuff and yeah, uh, we, uh, me and the other people that I met on the internet, we had been part of an organization, but we had left that organization mm. and we're just kind of freelancing it. I guess you would call it. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was freelancing at that time with um, Ken Marvel. Buddy Britt, Tim Clay, uh, over in Lamar Point at that time. So I was doing a bunch of stuff because uh, I thought at that time I, I was restricted from doing stuff that I wanted to do from the TBRC. So as soon as I left that group, I kind of hooked up with those guys and started doing. Well, some Craig stuff. had all those freaking rules, didn't he? 
Yeah, yeah. It you know, it was it was you know, it was kind of Craig and Luke at the same time. So they were we had a lot of restrictions and we weren't allowed to do certain um experiments and we had to stay scientific and yeah that's that's the problem like with an official organization like that it's like a business yeah and so it's like this is our model and this is how we do things and you don't stray from this thing because then it makes us look like we don't know like you know yeah like this is our image and we have to do this you know that's why i mean to begin with it it's fun but as time goes on, it's restricting. It started us as fun, yeah. Because like we had to sign a code of conduct, we had a we had guidelines we had to follow, and it was just it was just restriction upon yeah, restriction. Even, even if those are self self in, in, introduced restrictions, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. then you don't know what you're going to come upon when you're out there. So, um, even if you decide yourself this is things like this and it's like this is how we do it it's very it it limits yourself it limits what what you can find out what you can dig into really because you just kind of there's so many things now that i personally thinking like that and and doing like that you know looking back on some things where you're just like no whatever that's not how i do it that's not what i believe it's very it's very close-minded and Mm -hmm. limiting Matt, did you uh, like group style? Did that like turn you away from joining a group or want to join a group again? Kind of deter you a little bit? Yeah, quite a bit. Um, Not because of being in a group per se, but all of the politics that go along with it. Right. Uh, You know, the. The crab's in the bucket, you know, everybody's fighting, you know, to get seniority and be the leader of the group. And, you know, the leader wants to do things one way and you want to do things a different way. And it, it ends up in my opinion, uh, unless you can find a group of people that are all on the same page all the time, which you're never going to find, it just ends up creating problems, uh, in the long run. I believe more in coalitions, you know, uh, you got your, everybody likes having a research partner and that seems to be the, the best way to work is finding a person you can get along with that you share beliefs with where if you want to say, Hey, uh, this time let's try this. They're not going to like, Oh, that's against the rules, you know, right. Uh, having those groups of people and then working with other groups of people that are doing the same thing and sharing information. Uh, back and forth and ideas and everything and every now and then getting together and going on a larger outing or whatever. I think that's great. But uh, otherwise everybody's just playing a soldier or scientist or whatever you want to call it and trying to be the boss. Right. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think I had more fun as an independent person than I did. Um, I mean, cause like, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm really, I'm blessed and I'm happy that I joined the TBRC because I wouldn't be able to meet like people like, you know, Ash and you and, you know, Ken Marvel and Tim Clay. I wouldn't be able to, you know, meet anybody like that because I owe it all to Luke and putting the group together. But, um, but I think I had more fun to be honest with you, like doing like independent stuff and like, it's not as serious. Yeah. Yeah. You're there with your friends and the people that you choose to be around and doing it on your own time at your own pace. You don't have a client always, Mm -hmm. you know, and, 
you're not, oh, we got to get this ready for it, get this web, you know, website thing done, or we had this schedule, and we have this time frame, and this is what we, you know, we guarantee that, you know, you just do it for yourself. Yeah. For knowledge sake. Yeah, for uh, information yeah. and sharing and stuff like Because I know, I know for a fact, whenever I was doing stuff in Paris, I mean, I was, and this is going to sound kind of funny, I was peeing on trees all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Can you imagine putting that on your website? You I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, it's effective. Peeontrees.com. Yeah. <laughs> you can get a different kind of clientele after that. But. Yeah, because, like, I know, I know for a fact, like, Tim and I were doing this in, experiment on this tree in Lamar Point. And we were putting these tires mm-hmm. on, on this tree that didn't have any any branches, so we had to get a ladder and then go on there and just dump these 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 tires down this tree. And the, the bottom the bottom tire was like colored red or I forgot what color, but it was colored something red or yellow or something. And we wanted to see if the whatever area that came in the area would like notify it, and it wouldn't. So I peed on it like the following mm-hmm. week, and the whole tree was pushed over. Didn't. <laughs> so, they also kind of get that on audio or? Yeah. Yeah, they did. You know? I think uh, Ken and uh, Boudros, uh, Boudros Britt got it all on audio. But I don't, I think we, we didn't have really nice cameras back then. Yeah. We, well, we, the audio is really, because it was really interesting. He was cussing you out, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I know I peed on it. Tim peed on it. He probably not kind of like I said that, but yeah. but yeah, we all, we all <laughs> took turns peeing on it. So. So. I mean, everyone knows that's what you do when you go with your buddies out in the woods anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, it, whatever. It's like whatever. Just don't, don't, <laughs> just, don't, just don't cross streams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just don't cross the streams. <laughs> don't cross the streams. Unless you absolutely have to at the end. Oh, man. <laughs> Matt, um. I wouldn't suggest turning towards <laughs> anyone while you're peeing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the mechanics personally. Yeah, I'm sorry. it's like you know, it's like uh, it sounds kind of. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, it's just best you should just have back to back. Yeah, just back yeah. to back. How do we? How do we get into peeing? Because <laughs> you peed on the wire. <laughs> that degenerated fast. <laughs> and and how to pee? How do you feel about groups and peeing on each other? I mean, if it works, it works. You yeah. know, I'm not going to yeah. question your methods. Yeah. Well, I mean. It, <laughs> The whole tree got pushed over. So. Everyone was a consulting and, you know, a consenting adult. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have to sign any forms to do that. We just yeah. kind of just did it. So yeah, it was kind of so. cool. So Nobody was wearing so an official logo. Proper documentation. <laughs> yeah. Robert, uh, how did how did y'all, hey, I'm going to go piss, piss on this tree real quick. Okay, I'll piss on that after you're done. Is that, is that how it went down? No, it was like, it's like, it's like we were doing the experiment. We were, we were trying to get, you know, the Bigfoot to... To like notice that <laughs> that one particular tire, and it wasn't like we a couple ah. weeks, a couple of weeks had gone by, and they hadn't noticed it or they hadn't messed with it. We knew they were coming by that area, but we weren't we weren't for certain why. I said, "Why is he not?" So I said, "Let's just pee on it." So we peed on it, and <laughs> and, and they end up pushing it over on it. because, like, like, I think like, I don't believe any of that. <laughs> I don't think that's how it went down. I think somebody just had to pee. Yeah. No, I'm serious because, like, <laughs> I think whenever we were in Silver Springs, and this was, like, uh, maybe six months or maybe a year earlier, Luke had Luke had acquired, I don't know how he got it, he had acquired, like, some chimpanzee pee. Internet. And, yeah, and so... Um, <laughs> 
So we used, I'm gonna need some verification on that. Yeah, he, <laughs> he 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 acquired it, and then we end up we end up using it in Sulphur Springs a couple of times, and I don't recall if we got any any results from it, but uh, interesting. Yeah, so I don't know because like he was really into like like making these like uh, these concoctions with like you know yeah. Mexican plums and persimmons mm-hmm. and. Uh, whatever it was in the area, and we just smash up and put it like in sh- uh, like a, a mesh, and then mm-hmm. put it like a t-shirt, and then like kind of squeeze it, and then like hang it like in a tree to see if we get any kind of result and stuff. So sometimes we did, sometimes we didn't. So I mean, that's smart because then you know what they like. You know, it's just part. Yeah. Documentation. I know that those pamphlets. I wish I still had it that he gave us at that at that little Long, meetup we had. Yeah. There was like a huge booklet, was very informative. Yeah, about things like that. That's the way Lucas is, man. He's very informative. But mm-hmm. Matt, um, I was going to ask him because I know you and I talked about this before in the past, but I wanted to see. I wanted to what what got you into Bigfoot or cryptids? What 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 started you down this path? Oh wow. Um... It was kind of like a number of things. Uh, I've always been interested in the paranormal. Mm-hmm. And whenever I was young, uh, your only access to information, you know, before the internet was through books mm-hmm. and uh, a random TV show that would come on. Like we didn't have cable or anything. And I remember uh, they would play reruns of In Search Of sometimes on TV. And that was probably my first introduction to Bigfoot. And then uh, Bigfoot would get lumped in with the paranormal stuff in books and in the section of the library. Uh, So I'd read things every now and then. And uh, my great-grandparents took me to a garage sale. We were running around, and I found a paperback book called uh, Bigfoot and Nessie. And like half the book was about Bigfoot and half the book was about Nessie. And uh, my grandma bought it for me and I started reading stories. I remember uh, the only story that I recall from the book was the uh, Albert Osman story. Mm. Because, you know, as a little kid, that freaked me out. <laughs> like, you mean they snatched him up while he was sleeping in his sleeping bag? <laughs> uh, while he's kidding. <laughs> just, yeah. And they made and, him uh, stay? <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't let him be. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was my introduction to Bigfoot. Um, it, it's kind of weird. Uh, I remember uh, having a dream about a Bigfoot whenever I was real little um, where there was a Bigfoot standing outside my bedroom window, and it was, like, motioning for me to follow it into the woods. And it was kind of like a prophetic dream, I guess. Uh, I had no idea, you know, much of anything about Bigfoot at the time. But then uh, years and years and years later, uh, the interest was always still there and everything. It was 1998, got a computer, uh, sitting there uh, mesmerized by all the information that was at my fingertips. And after I'd had it a while, uh, I was sitting there late one night and thought, hey, I'll type in Bigfoot. And I typed in Bigfoot, and uh, my mind was blown. It's not just in the Pacific Northwest. It's all over. There's groups of people that go out looking for them. Uh, 
I ran across the GCBRO site, I think it was, or Mary Green's old site, or someplace like that, where there's like pictures of supposed tracks and animal kills and things like that. And uh, reached out to uh, the only scientific organization, uh, the BFRO, mm. as they claim to be, and uh, sent in an application. Ooh. Like a greenhorn wet behind the ears, not knowing anything about anybody. Uh, then got a message on my answering machine one day from a guy named Matt Moneymaker wanting me to return his call at a 1-800 number. And I was like, my name's Matt. It's an 800 number. He's saying his last name is Moneymaker. <laughs> like this is a scam you know this right. is fake and so i didn't call him back and then like a week later i'm back on the internet looking up stuff and realize like oh wait that really is his name <laughs> and uh so i emailed him and he uh welcomed me to the bfro organization and asked me if i could provide a place for researchers to stay uh, what equipment I had, if I could make any financial contributions to the group. Uh, all my answers were no. And uh, so nothing happened. I didn't get access to the the message boards. <laughs> he didn't give me anything. And then they, uh, back before they got real big, they used to uh, post on their website, like, we're having an upco- upcoming outing here. If you want to participate, uh-huh. click here. And there was one for Oklahoma. And I'm like freaking out. Like, oh my God, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Sending email after email after email and like hearing nothing. And then finally I email Moneymaker and I'm like, hey, I think the website's broken. Like, you know, I I keep on clicking, trying to join the outing that's coming up in Oklahoma and I'm not getting anywhere. And he was like, well, uh, you didn't say you had any equipment, did you? And I was like, well, I mean, I've got like a Polaroid camera, but I know how to use equipment. And he's like, yeah, some of the equipment we're going to have out there is really expensive and, you know, we don't want it getting broken or anything. Uh, Maybe something will come up in the future where you can attend. And uh, I was kind of bummed out about that. Um. I mean, I didn't know anything, but I thought, well, I'm another set of eyes and ears. I mean, I don't see what it would hurt to have me there. And uh, that was the last communication I had with him. I didn't know. Like I said, I didn't have access to the message boards or anything, so I didn't know anybody else in the group. I mean, I was just a lone individual at the time. Uh, So I went elsewhere and uh, started talking to other people. The path eventually led me to you. I never. I wrote to the BFRO too, but like before, I got you know in touch with Luke and uh, and we formed TBRC, and I didn't get anything. I didn't get an email. I didn't get nothing. So you yeah. got you got a call, an email, a message board, man. Yeah. <laughs> so and uh, a big fat no on attending anything. You didn't give him any. Uh, it was a money. I yeah. didn't have anything to offer them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I would have said yes to that either. It's a little strange. You're like, you want people to come and stay with you like um no well yeah and uh at the time 
I had moved back home. Right. And, uh, like, uh, my great grandfather was sick and I moved back here and it was like, well, I'm not going to have some stranger come here. (laughs) Exactly. That's odd. I'm not going to ask, you know? No. Yeah. Man. Um, so. Moneymaker. Yeah. That's, well, that's just kind of odd, man. I didn't. How that all happened and how that went down? Because I was I was trying desperately trying to get in touch with anybody and I didn't I didn't get nothing. The only thing I got was Craig Woolheater write me back. Oh, so <laughs> it worked out in the end. Yeah, I think I think Matt won on that. Craig, one. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Craig. Uh, whenever I met him, that was a weird story too because I just knew him off the internet and uh, we had never met in person or anything. And it was at that uh, second TBRC conference, I think it was, 2002. Yeah. I'm remembering right. I think the, you were there. Was that the one at the church? It was at a church, yes. Yeah, actually, I was there. St- Steven and I were there. I didn't know you, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. And uh, Chad wasn't there, so. Um, or maybe he was. I don't remember. What I do remember, I've never met Craig before. Right. I get there and like he was having everybody meet up in this parking lot. Um, you know, it was the first night where you're, uh, going out to eat. And then the next night, the next day is the conference when it actually starts. I guess this was a Friday. Yeah. And it costs money. You know, he's charging like 20, 25 bucks a head. It was a and Me- so we all meet up in this parking lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Mexican place. <laughs> it's a Mexican place. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was over here not and, laughing out loud. <laughs> it was like horrible food too. Yeah, like, and it was like I don't know, like, <laughs> like he didn't want anybody to get menus. Like we all had to have the same thing. We had our choice of like I think like a taco or an enchilada or something. But like he was charging it twenty five bucks a plate, and it was like seven bucks for the meal. But whatever. What is? Um, yeah. The point is, we had never met before, and like we're doing like the whole introduction, like, "Hey, I'm Matt." And he's like, "Oh, hey, Matt, nice to finally meet you." Hey, will you do me a favor? Will you go around and collect everybody's money for me? That sounds like him. And and he had me go around and like collect everybody's money, and like a. 25 bucks a head, you know, by the time I'm done, I'm, I'm holding a wad of cash. Hey, stranger, go get all this cash for me. And I, yeah, Who and I'm just that? like... These people I'm are just weird. Like, Man, I, could just, I could just Team bounce Mary. right now. <laughs> yeah, you was, you'd have been baller in my heart if you'd done that. <laughs> Deuces. Baller. If I had known, you know. <laughs> wow. Local Bigfoot researcher yeah. robs. <laughs> yeah. He used to try to boss Steven around all the time, and I would oh. I, not to say that he was doing that to you, Matt, but he used to tell Steven, hey, Steven, go do this. I said, don't tell him anything. Don't tell Steven anything. I said, you do it yourself. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, you were saying, Matt? Okay, order. I was just saying, like, at the time, you know, that was the first thought that popped in my head. Like, dude, why aren't you walking around collecting the money? Yeah. It's your conference. It doesn't take long to figure yeah. out why he wasn't walking. <laughs> it, it does not take long. Yeah. That guy is something else. I tell you. But anyway. 
Um, I was going to ask you, Matt. What what was the what's the biggest influence in Bigfoot startup and in and, and why? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like a uh, person? Yeah. <laughs> Man, there's a number of people. I mean, um, we got we got all night, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Scott, um, because, you know, he was my research partner. Actually, uh, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have had a lot of the experiences I got to have. Um, Dan Rickey. Good guy. Uh, another big one, yeah. Um, I would say, uh, believe it or not, Luke Gross was an influence on me after I met him and everything. Um, because everybody had that I had met being in this region, uh, was more, I don't know how to call it less serious, uh, less analytical about it where I had more of an analytical mind and was more into like, you know, the deeper thinking uh, about it. And Luke was like that. And it was kind of like, uh, uh, just, a, uh, I have lots of respect for him. He, he was a very intelligent guy and knew a lot about this subject. Agreed. Um, have you listened to our episode that we did with him? No, you should. It's really good. Yeah, we we end up talking. Maybe I will. We end up talking with him like six hours before we actually maybe maybe no. five maybe it was like five five it wasn't or that long. it was a, we talked for a long time for a long time yeah but it wasn't six hours it I don't felt think, like six hours I'm 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 clumping in our our podcast yeah, with yeah. it too so well, but okay, we but maybe but we we talked to him for a long time before and like he just kept going and I said Luke I go we need to stop and start recording <laughs> so. <laughs> Because we, we, we actually drove to his house in Hawkins to go do the interview. So, um, but it was it was pretty neat, and I I totally agree with you on that on Luke because I I always think I always I tell people this all the time, and you know, and I would say before like the internet was started getting fast, there was hardly anything in Texas except for the GC, and um, and he was a part of that too. So, like before that. There was nothing in Texas that had anything until he formed TBRC, and then once he started forming TBRC, other groups popped up. And I, I always say he's the grandfather of Texas Bigfoot. And you I, really I, do. Yeah, and I will, <laughs> I'll, I will always say that, but that's just me. Well, I mean, maybe Tom Slick beat him. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, think, I think so too. Age wise, <laughs> yeah, age wise, but but like, but, yeah, but he was just throwing money around at other people, you know. Yeah. If I if I knew uh, Luke before I met other people, um, he'd probably be at the top of my list. Right on, man. Um, you got like like anybody else, or you want to? Uh, Bobby Short. Yes, I love that you said that. I love her so much, and I miss her so much. She was such a good lady, and. I feel bad I never got a chance to meet her. She was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so much information 
was lost with her. Yeah. It's really sad. It is. Um, Cause she was actually an honorary member of TBRC whenever we first started. So, wow. She was actually supposed to come to the very first Bigfoot conference, but she couldn't make it. And then, I I remember talking to her at least about four or five times on the phone and it was like always informative and she was always polite, always had time and she would give any information to me as whatever I needed. And I thought it was, she was just a great lady and too, not too many people talk about her at all. And, if, and if, I feel bad about yeah. that. Yeah. They use her information though. Yeah, they do all the time. Is her, um, is her grandson still running that website? Do you know? I don't know if he is, but I mean, it's still up. Um, I know uh, people were trying to buy it um, to get all the information, but I don't know if uh, he ever ended up selling it or if he's still running it or what the deal is, but it's still there. Um, I just wanted to mention this really quick. Didn't didn't you and I try to acquire that or try to get him to, to give us? Uh, we may or may not have. It's <laughs> conjecture, right? <laughs> yeah, because I think I think I cannot confirm or deny that. Because <laughs> I think that some emails may have been sent. Yeah, because I think we had we had discussed that amongst because because we we had done some heavy talking in the past about you know acquiring I think acquiring them or something but um but we were unsuccessful on that and. Yeah, uh, which sucks because <laughs> I should have talked to Bobby about it before she passed away. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing too, and I just, man. But, you know, because I think right before before I found the TBRC, I was going to her website a lot and uh, getting information, and uh, her her website had so much stuff in it, so many articles and so many links and just so much stuff. It was just like, I didn't know where to start sometimes. Yeah. Um, and she was one of those people. I mean, you're talking about somebody who was there when this whole thing started. Like if you talk about the four horsemen of Bigfoot, uh, Bobby was there, but the way things were not mentioned, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, she was a woman, but she was totally open and accessible to talking to whoever, you know, if she liked you, (laughs) if if she didn't like you, she wouldn't talk to you. But, uh, hearing her talk about like, I mean, writing back and forth letters to exchange information about what the current Bigfoot activity is, because there is no computer, there is no internet, you know, and watching the whole, literal uh bigfoot field develop over the years right before your eyes and knowing you know like how we know one another um you know you hear things like you'll hear like jeff meldrum's name and like he's kind of almost a celebrity in the bigfoot world um he he's not really approachable like he's not my friend i don't know anything personal you know like i haven't hung out with him or anything like that. But like whenever you talk about Renee DeHinden and Bendernagel and all these people, like Bobby knew them, like had hung out with them. And you know, if they were a son of a bitch, she would tell you she didn't care. Yeah. And, uh, just a wealth of information. 
uh, did not have the stereotypical attitude of, well, you know, Bigfoot's from the Pacific Northwest, and we can talk about your little Anja Dapes or whatever later. Mm. Um, she was very nice and uh, very set in her ways and her ideas, very opinionated. Um, I saw her go toe-to-toe with whoever, did not care, wouldn't back down. She didn't like uh, she didn't like Craig Wilder either. Well, yeah. he's a creep, man. <laughs> How many women did you have that worked with him? Honestly, that haven't said that. The only person I know that didn't say it was Monica Rollins, and uh, and I. He's I've, got. <laughs> we're we're unrestricted. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, it's had, not because of restriction; it's out of personal fear. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know. This has got bad vibes. Yes. Speaking from personal experience. I'll give her my number. Use it. (laughs) So, um, man, yeah, because, like, yeah, I I love that you mentioned her because that's, I I think, uh, Mike Hall last week mentioned her last week, too, and I I go, man, I love that. Anybody that mentions her is dear to my heart because she was such a, she was such an influence on me and, um, you know, getting into Bigfoot and stuff like that, so. I know whenever I talked to her, I thanked her, and uh, she was like, okay, you know. (laughs) Well, it probably didn't come that often. Yeah. I think I talked to her, I talked about her on Monster X Radio whenever I did an interview. This was like, oh, a while back, and I talked, that's the first thing I did, I talked about her, so, um, but she was always like, always open to talk, like you said, open to talk to anybody, and anytime I called her, she always, always took time to talk to me, so. But anyway, oh man, um, see here, I know you were, you were, you were saying earlier about you got into paranormal and stuff. Um, what's, I mean, I, I know, cause I know you pretty well, you've always been in the paranormal, but, uh, what, what got you besides like doing books and are you doing other stuff other in paranormal at all? Are you like any groups or anything like that? So no, uh, I thought about it at one point. Um, there was a group here in town, uh, here in Tulsa that I thought about, uh, hooking up with at one point in time, uh, but that kind of fizzled out. Um, paranormal is, uh, very much like all the other, uh, fringe communities, Bigfoot, alien, UFO, whatever. Um, and I could see that there is, you know, the same stuff going on in the paranormal community that there was in the Bigfoot community. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so bad. And whenever it comes to Bigfoot stuff, it's uh, obviously it's become a passion of mine over the years. Um, but it's more of an interest where the paranormal is a lot more personal for me. Right. So I don't want to sit there and argue with somebody about what they think uh, compared to what I think, mm-hmm. you know, I feel whenever the same neither way. of us really know. Yeah. I feel the same way. I was uh, just having a, we were just having a conversation, what, two nights ago? Yeah. Basically where I was like, I don't care anymore about anything. I'm just doing this for myself. Yeah. All of it. You know? Yeah. But uh, at right now, I'm running, you know, Facebook uh, pen text right now, and I'm getting at least like two cases a week. And I'm, you know, people reaching out to me that 
that need help or have something going on. So usually I'm just like a facilitator. I've been handing out, you know, cases to other groups because there's many groups within our Pentex group. And, um, but, uh, yeah, it's that from that standpoint, um, I'm kind of the same way. I don't really want to join a group and unless, you know, it's actually people that I know and I'm not really sure if I want to even do that now. So, but here's the thing. Uh, and this is something that you and I have talked about. Geez, countless times. Uh, and the same thing in the Bigfoot world. Uh, there's not enough interest in helping people. Like, yeah. If the organization is dedicated to actually helping people, then that's great. But if they're interested in being the next big TV show exactly. or getting hits on their videos, you know, or whatever, then I'm out. And it's the same thing with the Bigfoot stuff. There's, there's no organizations out there really helping people. I mean, you have a witness come in. And the first thing you do is figure out, okay, well, I want to go to their property so I might see a Bigfoot. Like, that's all it's about. Um, you're not actually helping them. You're not, you know, the, the psychological aspect of it is right. completely overlooked. And then, and then there's also situations where you do try to help people and they say they want help. <laughs> they want but I mean, <laughs> uh, what happens if you go to a house? you know, that somebody believes, uh, has activity and you debunk it. They're usually very negative towards yeah. that. Yeah. Defensive. Yeah. They, unless, they want it to be haunted. Yeah, unless they like the only time that I've had it not be that way was when like they were concerned for their kids cause their kids were scared. And right. You know, when they figure out like one house that we had, it was an EMF issue because the kids, slept in their rooms were in an, a new addition that was wired kind of wonky so all their lot you know fluorescent lights and clocks and stuff was giving off a whole lot of emf so it was giving these kids these feelings and once they found out about that they're like awesome because they thought like the kids were terrified yeah because well it can be terrifying yeah. and and just because it's not you know the disembodied spirit of someone who's passed doesn't mean something's not going on right I mean, the reaction to EMF is very real. Mm -hmm. um, it's still something going on. Yeah, yeah, you know. But And uh, there was a lady, actually, um, that reached out to me, and she had some pretty intense Bigfoot activity going on on her property, according to her, and she just wanted them gone. She wants right. to get rid of them. Um, she's listened to the show. You know, she... she think she knows who I am, <laughs> you know, um, and she's asking for help and I, okay, well, I had somebody that I trusted and I set it up for them to go, uh, kind of scout things out, meet her in person and kind of see what's going on. So they went and whenever they were there, uh, they were there for several hours. Um, nothing happened. I mean, that's usually the case. So they left and then, uh, everything was fine. She kept emailing me and she started emailing me just all these audio recordings and photographs. We're talking like 50 hmm. and I'm looking at the photos 
And it's like, you know, your typical Bigfoot photo. Like, eh, it's not in focus. Yeah, I see the dark shadowy area that's kind of shaped like a head and shoulders, but that doesn't really, you know, mean anything. And she sends me this audio recording that she was just really freaked out about. And I listen to it and I'm like, uh, well, it's mechanical sounding. Uh, it's repetitive. It's got a rhythm to it. It sounds like something squeaking, like metal squeaking in the wind or something, like one of those ornamental windmills you have in a yard or a gate or something like that. Mm -hmm. It does not sound like anything crying to me. It doesn't sound biological at all to me. Now, this is a lady who approached me wanting them gone. And whenever I told her that her recording didn't sound like a Bigfoot to me, she made it her mission to go around and just try to discredit me to everybody she knew. Wow. I, I sent somebody out there that didn't know anything what they were doing or talking about. And they were just trying to harass the Bigfoot by throwing rocks at them. And like just made up all this stuff that like, I mean, I believe my friend over her, he says, that's not how it went down. I tend to believe him. I don't know why he would go out there and just act a fool. Um, I didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't have any interest in her. Uh, and it was just, you know, very mean about everything. She sounds like a winner. And it's like, yeah. And it's just, you know, those kind of things, uh, just slowly but surely drive a wedge right into the middle of, you know, right. <laughs> my interest in the subject. Absolutely. I agree. So the same thing happened to me, you know, these people don't know what they're really have yeah. like actual expectations within reason. Yeah. And if you don't fit within their standard, man, it's not like projectionist. Yeah. Or, you know, either they get their feelings hurt because they think that they're imagining it. And so then they feel like a fool. And so that makes them angry. Or they just want, want it to be real because they want attention of some sort. Yeah. You know, right. and I mean, what can you do? I'm not going to lie for somebody. No, 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 those, those are kind of disheartening a little bit too. And I, absolutely. You know, so. Especially when you think somebody really needs help and like they reach out to you and then it's just something like that, you know? Yeah. Cause I know some people just want to, they want to, I don't know. They just seek attention or they just want to believe that what, mm -hmm. or just, I don't know. I call it TV saturation when right. someone does that. Kind of. Yeah. Watching too much TV and they just want to, oh, I want to experience that. Let's just project mm -hmm. it. And I want a story. So, <clears throat> man. Yeah. Matt, what's the, what's the weirdest, what is the weirdest, strangest story that you come across? It doesn't have to be like something that you've been involved with, but something you've heard or get your input on that. Jeez, <laughs> uh, throw a dart and tell me which one it hits. Um, is it a glowing penis one? <laughs> that you know, that's funny. Does come that to mind? Exactly yeah. what I thought of. <laughs> Did you because really? that's like I was like, yep, that's the weirdest story that I think I've heard when it comes to you know this area. Yeah, I don't think I ever uh, thought the that glowing story. penis one. 
it, it would be there, except it has a rational explanation. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> I mean, as crazy as it sounds, it's plausible. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. See, that, that's like everything. I'll, I'll say that all the time. And I'm like, man, this person was over and said this thing. But then I always have this seed of doubt. It's like, well, what if it's true? Yeah. Maybe it is. Just because I wasn't there and I can't explain it or I can think I can explain it away doesn't mean it didn't happen. Our listeners are probably thinking, glowing penis. What? What are they talking, are they talking well, about? Well, you need to go back to season one, what, yeah. episode three or four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Matt, do you, you have any, I mean, any stories? The, like- the stranger stuff to me is probably the Matt Johnson stuff. Yeah, like, Doctor Johnson, you mean? The, um... No, I'm not going to call him that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doctor Johnson. Yeah, uh, who is not the glowing penis guy? Right. Um, right. We don't want to confuse. People. I mean, you, here you have, you know, a doctor uh, of psychology. Um who goes out into the woods with his family, has a Bigfoot encounter, changes his world. Everything's fine for the first few years. And then right about the time his uh, short amount of fame starts to dissipate, uh, his story starts changing into, now it's constant Bigfoot activity. They're psychic. They're from another dimension. Uh, they healed him of like all different kinds of ailments. Uh, one stuck its hand through his tent. Um, I don't mean like punched a hole. I right. mean like. Uh, like, um, what is just, it, portal? They went totally paranormal, but so far into the paranormal realm that like he goes like, are you aware of like the sideshow attractions that they have where they call them like vortexes where it's like, yeah, uh, watch the ball roll uphill, and, right. you know, stuff like that. Uh, according to him, he can go to one of these locations and charge himself with a certain type of energy that allows him to open a portal to another dimension and allow these things to come through. Uh, using a red flashlight, man. Um, using a flashlight. Okay. I gotta. I gotta be honest with yeah. you, man. I don't think I've. I mean, I've heard of. I've heard of him, but I don't think I've ever read or, you know, logged in or not logged in. Kind of hit his hit whatever link that he's ever talked about. I've. <laughs> I've heard people talk about yeah. him, but I said, man, yeah. you know, I don't. I just never had time to. Like, I don't know. It gets too deep for me, man. Yeah. It's yeah, like it's a little bit deep. of that stuff, okay. But when it's everything, that's usually like anytime we had you know, team members or whatever, just like, well, this thing happened to me, and it's like it just keeps building and building and building. It's like, yeah. well, right. I'm kind of starting to doubt this person's credibility. Yeah. So like, yeah, anybody that would would and, tell would tell us they would they saw Bigfoot, they joined the TBRC, and then we would go out on an outing, and they would freak out at any like kind of creak or mm-hmm. noise. They would jump. I said, I thought you saw one, you know. Why are you so jumpy? And yeah, I just I can kind of see that too. So the uh, Janice Carter stuff, 
yeah. is also way up there. Um, not just because I don't believe her, <laughs> um, but whenever she claimed that she actually loaded them up in a U-Haul truck and moved them to her new property in a different state, mm. uh, that's whenever it jumped the shark for me. She's the one that um that says that she was feeding them from her like side door, right? Or mm-hmm. right, right, Matt? Or yeah. Well, speaking, yeah. I mean, that was yeah that that was part of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's been on a few shows she, and stuff, hasn't she? Or at least yeah. her story. Yeah, that sounds familiar. She came in. Uh, we used to get on a program called Pal Talk. It was just a voice chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing and she used to come in there under a different name and ask a bunch of questions and said that she didn't she was just interested in the subject she had never had a sighting and she'd just come in there and like ask us questions all night and then like time passes six months a year then she comes back under a different name and she's writing a book with mary green about her 50 years of Bigfoot activity. Man, she's a pioneer. Uh, a lot of stories in the book uh-huh. uh, mimicked a lot of the things that we had talked about in chat with her. <laughs> wow, that's uncanny. So, what a coincidence. <laughs> um, yeah, so. <laughs> that's pretty weird, man. Yeah, kind of weird. Um, I was going to ask you this and it's, uh, you know, we could edit it out if you don't want it, but, um, what was your biggest influence outside of Bigfoot in your life and why? Uh, my great grandparents and my great uncle, uh, my great grandparents, because at retirement age, they took me to raise as an infant and gave me a life that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and my great uncle, uh, because uh, he was just, uh, him and my great grandfather were the two best men uh, that I've ever come across in my entire life. He was just a great guy, an honest guy, uh, a funny guy, an intelligent guy. He's like everything that, you know, a man wants to be as a boy looking up, you know. Um, Yeah, those two people, uh, him and my great-grandfather for sure, and then my great-grandmother. Man, that's, that's, that is a good story. I like that a lot. That's, that's good. And you, Bob. No, No, seriously, uh, I do. I mean, I, if you're my friend, uh, on a close level, like, you know, you are, Mm. even though we went years without talking, I mean, uh, after, right. It doesn't matter. I mean, I told you, uh, you know, I love you. I always will. It, nothing matters. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I, um, I, I'll say this. I, I love you too, and I know I know when we talked about you on our uh, our episode of uh, Bigfoot Magazine, I talked highly of you then. I talk, I'll talk highly of you now. So I mean, and I know I know Stephen feels the same way about you too. So 
Is, is that right, Stephen? Of course. Steve and I, you know, we shared many a donuts and many a Pepsi. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did. What what was the name of the donut place over by you? Daylight Donuts. Daylight Donuts. donuts. The Crack Donuts. Mm -hmm. What did did you guys talk about? Gaming and stuff like that or what? Uh, (laughs) We talked about uh, everything. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about everything. Um, there were many naps involved too. Would nap. Yeah. I'd, I'd have uh, Kimba Slice. Who's <laughs> my napping dog? Um, I mean, after you've had a round of donuts and Pepsi <laughs> at oh, like yeah. eight o'clock in the morning, you <laughs> tend to crash. Yep. Hey, as long as he's yep. not, as long as he's not like swimming on the, the sofa. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. uh, Stephen never not- went for a. Any laps around the living room pool or anything? No. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! We we talk about that on on Bigfoot uh, magazine episode. So just FYI. <laughs> and there was uh there was that sandwich place that I really really loved, man. What was it called, Ruth? Yeah, Bill and Ruth. Bill and Ruth. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm just they actually moved. They actually moved. Now they're closer to the house. <laughs> what? Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> there's there were some places there, Matt, that I I actually kind of miss. Like I miss like Ron's Chili, and I am not a big chili person. And I love yeah, Ron's Chili is good. Man, that was that was a good place. But what about what about Matt's Chili? Matt's, yeah, Matt's Chili. Matt's, Matt's Chili was good. great, but I wish you put it on on a burger. <laughs> That would that would have rocked if you put I mean, it on you a burger. Can. Oh yeah, I guess I, I guess you could. But um, yeah, there was like there's some pizza places there too, like right, Hideaway. Um, I can't think of the other ones. Uh, help me out, Matt. Uh, Hideaway, Mazio's. Yeah, yeah, Mazio's. Mazio's like the big local one. Yeah, that's that's. I pretty- mean, I- and I think uh, I think they built a jack in the box as like as soon as I was moving back. I was like, I was, I was so yeah. heartbroken about that. I said, like, "Give me a break, man." That was, oh, man, yeah. And uh, we actually had a new pizza place open up, and we had it the first time last night called Hungry Howie's. <laughs> and uh, this is not an endorsement. It uh, Hungry Howie's not that great. <laughs> yeah. How about, no um, wonder how he's hungry because his pizza sucks. How about um, Joe Mama's Pizza? Is it is it still there? No, man, that place burnt down. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I think they're gonna like open back up and like never did. Everything has changed. Yeah. Uh, since you were here, like completely. I'm now surrounded by like microbreweries and weird hipster stuff. Yeah. <laughs> man, you have to get a scarf and a fedora or something, man. I can't do that. Yes. <laughs> that's my, that's my <laughs> mat. That's my mat there. <laughs> Cannot there's, do that. There's my mat. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's been... Uh, been a minute since we talked and i i really i actually i told 
I told Tim Clay and, and the Marvelous Marv that I was talking to you again. So they were they were both happy that I was talking to you again. <clears throat> That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Um it's like Timmy Timmy's like Timmy Marvel. Yeah. I call I don't even I I just call him the Marvelous Marv. And uh yeah. that, that guy's got more stories about non Bigfoot stuff that I've ever heard anybody talk about. So I like his Bigfoot stories. Yeah, his Bigfoot stories are great, but he's got more stories, you know, about other stuff that I can't see on the radio on, on the podcast <laughs> that I can't really <laughs> Well, maybe. I don't know. So, but uh <laughs> can reach a yeah. wider audience. <laughs> I know. Hey, what kind of stories do you want? Like, is that a challenge or? <laughs> yeah, no, I was kidding. <laughs> um, no, but they were they were both pretty happy that I was talking to you again. I told them, and uh, so they were they were thrilled, and um, because I was uh, I was talking to them because I was actually asking them, and they wanted to come back on the show, but I wanted to get them both on the show. So, uh, right, they're kind of a team. Yeah, they are. They are. They're 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 pretty good together. And um, I think at the time, Tim's Tim's podcast was, was like the most downloaded one for a while. So people really liked Tim's podcast. And um, but um, I wanted to ask you, talk to us a little bit about um, Bigfoot Crossroads. Okay. Um. It started out as a website, uh, mostly a blog. And then I got tired of doing that. (laughs) Um, Whenever I write stuff, I love writing. But, geez, not everybody wants to read, you know, 3,500 words on what's bothering me about the Bigfoot world that day. Um, And that's what it was starting to turn into. Uh, I, I did get some, uh, recognition for a few positive articles I wrote, but most of the stuff on there was like pretty negative. Um, it's sitting dormant now, still there, still have the domain and everything, uh, thinking about relaunching it. And then there's the YouTube channel where I have in the past hosted, uh, Bigfoot outlaw radio over the years and uh, anything that I wanted to post Bigfoot related would go on that channel. Now I've created a like page for it and I'm kind of in the process of uh, restructuring and rebranding everything to kind of really push uh, Bigfoot Crossroads as its own brand and everything and kind of put the other stuff in the rear view mirror um, I've pretty much retired from the Bigfoot community, um, retired from the Bigfoot outlaws. It's just time to focus on me and kind of do my own thing and, uh, actually get some things out there that I've just sat on for years and, uh, procrastinated with and, uh, Bigfoot crossroads is kind of in that category. I was actually going through my older files and like found like a folder that said Bigfoot Crossroads from like some old hard drive of mine. And I opened it up and it was like the very first early years of me, like creating like a logo and stuff. 
before I even knew what I was doing <laughs> and like trying to outline graphics and stuff. It was horrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> lots of dream catchers and stuff. Uh, how does a person find uh, Bigfoot Crossroads? I mean, it's, it's only on uh, on a YouTube right now or is it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you type in Bigfoot Crossroads on YouTube, you'll find it. If you type in Bigfoot Crossroads on Facebook, you'll find it. Okay. Or if you type in BigfootCrossroads.com, you'll find it. Whenever whenever we're done here, I'll add all your links on there and get it on there so that way people can find it and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited for you. I'm, hey. I, I'm excited for you. I'm excited that we're talking again and uh, we can collaborate on some stuff. So... Yeah, that's the stuff that I'm really looking more forward to is the future stuff. Um, not so much what's happened in the past. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you, and I think um, I think collaborating with you would uh, would would make me happy. And uh, I mean, because uh, I want I want you to be successful. I want to be successful, and you know, I just want to make sure that because um, you know, because a lot of it is the whole reason why I started the podcast because, you know, I've sat on my hands for the longest time on people in the Bigfoot world or the, even like the paranormal world that are, that are up in front where people can see them and, and they're probably shouldn't be getting this, this time or this light. And so I kind of wanted to, you know, push people that I think should be brought into the light and kind of, because uh, most of the people, most of the good people are, are not going to toot their own horn and they're, they're not just, they're just not going to do it. And so I think right. doing the podcast is kind of like, I talk about people that I think are, are, you know, big influences and they're doing positive things and no one's talking about them. Well, for years I spent my time focused on the research side mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, as you know, uh, after I got involved in research, I did have an encounter. I had a sighting that changed everything. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you know, there's the conflict of being a witness and a researcher and keeping those kind of separated as much as you can, because it kind of changes things whenever you're like, now you're a researcher and you're going out there and you're trying to be critical of everything you're finding. But at the same time, in the back of your head, you're like, well, I know they're here. I've seen one. I know it's out here. Yeah. So yeah, this could be one, you know, this could be evidence of a Bigfoot. And, uh, I really focused on researchers and what the research was and, uh, what was happening, what the, you know, what were the findings, what were the opinions, you know, what does everybody think? And now I want to get back and like actually focus on the witness, you know, the people who have had these experiences because at the end of the day, uh, that's what counts. Those are the people that are like just wanting to tell their story, just wanting to talk to somebody else that knows what they've been through. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, somebody that's seen a Bigfoot for, you know, a few seconds knows more about them than a researcher that's never seen one that's been out there for 30 years, you yeah. know? Just helping people that way because I know uh, I know we did an episode Longview and we interviewed John John Doe and um, he only saw he said he only saw the Bigfoot for like eight seconds and and it's this thing's been a big influence in his life and he's was having like some night terrors and um, 
And I think talking to us helped him helped him out a lot. And so, um, you know, he would have he would have dreams. He's ne- he had never told his wife, never told his kids, and uh, he only talked to us about it. And um, I think you know, anytime you give people that platform, it'll and someone listens to the show, and there it, it may open up for someone else to say, hey, I, you know, this guy's talking about it. I can talk about it too. And this thing's been bothering me for you know however you know years and stuff. So I think. I think it's good for us to do that because like I to focus on people and just helping them and just giving them like, you know, info. So, cause I was, yeah. I was telling the guy, I said, man, I wish I'd known you back then. Cause I could have helped you out. I could have, could have walked you through. And he says, I'm, he says, oh, that's cool. But I don't think I ever want to go back out there. So well, <laughs> but I think it also gave him a new perspective on what happened that night too. To yeah. kind of understand why this guy did what he did you know yeah how he was acting why he was acting like that because because didn't didn't he say like after hearing our show that he actually never thought of them having a family or right. or, or younglings or because like i told him i told him because i told younglings. him i said men <laughs> like a jedi <laughs> <laughs> so so i i told you know him. what anakin did right, <laughs> right. <laughs> man but <laughs> i told him i said he goes, because I asked him, I said, why do you think this thing happened the way, you know, the, this Bigfoot reacted to you? He goes, I don't know. It was a monster. I said, dude, you were, you came between it, it and his food and his family. So instead of it being a monster, it became a, you know, father or a parent you know, or, you know, or whatever, yeah. you know, a patriarch of this group or what be it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. So getting back to what you were saying about that, I just, I just think it's important. I mean for us to do that. Cause I, I don't know. I mean, I think of us in the same way and we could provide that for listeners and people and people who, who click into our, uh, our shows or, uh, or links and stuff. So I want to provide that for people. Well, regular people don't think about Bigfoot every day. Regular people don't talk about Bigfoot every day. Regular people don't have dreams about Bigfoot. Right. You know, um, live boring lives. <laughs> I mean, that's true, you know. but I, I'm just saying like, that's how much of an, an impact it can have on you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've gotten emails from people in the past, you know, Hey, listening to your show really helped me out. It really opened my eyes to some things, you know, or, uh, you know, past guests that would come on, you know, like, Hey, that really helped talking about that. And like, those are the things that mean something to me, mm-hmm. not getting the accolades or the pat on the back from a fellow researcher who agrees with my opinion. You know, is that one person and, uh, that changes that, from no to maybe? Yeah. And, and, and that's the kind of stuff that, uh, that's what drives me to keep doing this stuff. Cause the people suck. Right. Yep. People do suck. They do. Oh man. Anything anything you want to talk about before before we get off or anything else? Um I mean anything you want me to talk about? <laughs> I don't okay. I mean there's nothing like I'm trying to get off my chest or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh Just man. Come clean now. Yeah, come on, Matt. I'm just Here's your opportunity. <laughs> um <laughs> What what uh what type of shows what what shows are you watching right now? 
<laughs> you just asked me this question on the phone the other night. I know, but it's not re- <laughs> not being recorded. Tonight, I'm going to uh, probably at some point start watching the second season of Umbrella Academy. Yes, mm. I need to. And uh, I need to finish the first season. Yeah. I I don't think I've watched. No, I haven't. I haven't watched the latest episode of Doom Patrol yet, which is out. Okay. Um, mostly I watch movies because I've like ran through like every TV series that I can find that would possibly interest me. Um, so like I'm not really watching anything at the moment. I mean, waiting for stuff to come back, you know, so I can finish it off like Supernatural. Yeah. Might, Amen to that. Be in a- in for a little bit of a wait on that. Yeah, I'm. I'm waiting. a little bit. In a way, I'm kind of, kind of glad because I wasn't ready. Yeah, I wasn't either. I wasn't ready, so this is like <laughs> delaying the inevitable. I was just gonna say that I was like late to the supernatural train. <laughs> so like I've done that with so many shows, mm. so many shows, where like I figure out that it's worth watching like five seasons in. So I binge watch it, and then they cancel the damn show every single time. Yeah, you you know I've had this conversation before too, right? And you were saying, yeah, I'm not like Lost. <laughs> I I didn't watch Lost until the season before the last season. I still haven't watched it. And like I binge watch, and they're like, you know what? We're just going to cancel it next year. I'm like, well, what? <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> at, at least it had a finish. I've I've had a lot of them. Like, cause I like a lot of episodes. oh, you mean Deadwood? You want to yeah. talk about Deadwood? We can. <laughs> I like a lot. You of guys remember first. Deadwood, don't yeah. you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's widget. I still haven't watched the Deadwood movie. I haven't either. I haven't got a chance to watch it either. So. Really? No. You've been. You had like. A I'm year just not watching it out of spite at this point. You literally went like they took too long. Yeah, you I went, went all that time. They released it, and I'm like, you know what? Screw you. I'm not watching it. Yeah. I actually, I actually went. I actually went to Deadwood yeah. about three weeks ago. What? Yeah, I went to Deadwood like three yep. weeks ago. He met Swidgen. He was there. <laughs> I actually, I actually ate in in Al's saloon too. <laughs> so Swidgen. He, he gave you like he gave you like a shot of uh, of whiskey and all that stuff too. Yeah. He said. He said. Uh, he goes. He goes. Drink up, cocksucker. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. <laughs> we can say that on our show now. You, of course. Awesome. <laughs> Are you the fucking cocksuckers from Dallas? <laughs> Why, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I am. That's not always a bad thing, you know. No. You got a good reputation. Simone. <laughs> Sim- Person likes me. Simone Cachetone. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, that's um, shows are. I, I don't even know. I'm watching a lot of stuff right now, too, right? I'm watching The Alienist. Uh,. I'm still watching Ghost Adventures. I know you guys don't want to watch that. What? What? Yeah, I'm still watching that. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't like reels. Yeah. Anything. The only reality thing I watch is Survivor and Vendor Pump Rules. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Matt. I like the Goldbergs. Hey, Steve. You want me to call you Steve or Steven? Which one is it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but... Well, you're like a father now and all adulting, so like sometimes, you know, like I prefer Steve, you know. 
call me Stevie. Stevie Wonder. Steven. Stevie Wonder, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Stevie do you remember Universe? there was a time that we tried to get Robert to watch Insidious? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or all those other like horror movies. He's like, I don't need to watch it. I lived it. <laughs> I yeah. lived it. No. That's the way I always Hardcore say. Hardcore body. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I was like, oh, no, you God. don't. <laughs> I was like, please. No. I, I live with you. I don't want you to live this. Uh, uh, <laughs> so he finally started watching with Annabelle. <laughs> yeah, no. God, no. Um, but yeah, he finally watched Insidious. Insid- Have you seen Insidious yet, Robert? No, I haven't seen it yet. But I, but I will, though. You should yeah. watch it after this. Yeah. I like Insidious. Oh, yeah, it's actually, yeah. It, it was so, an interesting look. story. Very interesting story. We actually did a podcast. I'm big on, on the Conjuring stuff. Yeah, but I like the Insidious. They're they're Con- Conjuring's terrifying. They're boo ah movies. What what are you? Okay, you guys are more paranormally than I am. I want to ask you a question. Okay, right, go. Oh, what's your what's your opinion on the Warrens? Mm. On the what? The, the Warrens. <sighs> I don't have a very good one. I like Lorraine. Uh, I thought Lorraine was a very sweet lady, but I think Ed was looking for an opportunity to exploit anybody at yeah. any chance that he can get, and maybe possibly some of the stuff that he put books out about weren't necessarily as authentic as he claimed them to be. Yeah. But, what did What did they get? Uh, you know, what did they get caught on on hoaxing? What was what particular? Oh, well, like like Amityville. A lot of people think that that you know that that story is bullshit that yeah it's haunted but not like they claimed mm. for it to be that i mean was like their first big one but i mean there was like like some groups still yeah. using them like uh paranormal state was still yeah. using yeah, them yeah. on but, for stuff so you know i i feel like not necessarily that they hoaxed anything but they that they embellished, fabricated a little bit okay. or just took a lot of people's words for it because it made a good story mm. because there's, you know, tons of movies out there on based on their cases and stuff. And they're always trying to, you know, they want to make sure they made it. Well, Ed always wanted to make sure he made a dime off of everything, you know? Yeah. And the, when on one hand, I can kind of understand that if you put the work in and you put the book out and everything like that. Okay. On the other hand, he always made sure he had the book rights and things like that in the beginning. So, I mean. Mm. He's a good marketer. He's a yeah. marketer. I mean, that's what gives me my seat of doubt. Yeah. So, he was just selling a brand instead of yeah. selling. But, you know, like, I've had a few people that have talked, like, talked to Lorraine on the phone. And everybody, anybody that ever met her said that she was the nicest lady that they had ever met. Yeah. So, yeah. Didn't, didn't they base the movie off, off of her? Yeah, the, the yeah. The Insidious movie? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's there's several several things on. There's a whole on bunch. There cases. There's a lot. So she's got. I mean, they've even tied the nun into that whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All I've, those movies. I haven't seen that one. It's now the Conjuring Universe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Annabelle. Annabelle comes home. They ruined that too. Did they really? Yeah, because you know that that freaking Annabelle. You know that disappointed me because that was one of those stories that I've always heard since I was a little kid. You know, like you know Annabelle and Robert the doll, and they just overdid it. They oversold it. 
Hmm. You know, you could oh, yeah. use the real story and not like have this ridiculous doll that was unrealistic. Yeah. Who makes, who would ever, ever make something like that for their child? I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> At that point, it just became child's play. Like, oh, okay, yeah. check it out. <laughs> you know. Hey, thanks for asking that question, Matt. I appreciate it. Hardly anybody asks us <laughs> questions. Yeah, well, I have opinions. Well, I'm used to asking the questions. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. It's hard for me to be on the mic and not ask questions. You got, you got like any more questions? Yeah. Uh, who are your biggest influences in life outside of Bigfoot? Um, outside of Bigfoot, probably be, uh, my uh, dad. Uh, my dad was, he was the biggest influence because um, he, he, um, it was seven of us. I was number seven. And that guy was the hardest working guy I've ever met. And he would always, he was always working. And like what was great about him too, is that whenever, whenever he couldn't work, you know, my dad was, I don't know if you knew this, Stephen, but he was, he was a pool shark and he was a, he was a poker hustler. I knew this. So, <laughs> so whenever, whenever he couldn't find work, he would like have 20 bucks and he would go to the pool hall, and he'd come back. Whenever he came back, he had groceries mm-hmm. all the time. And he had, he had uh, Jim Danny's chicken, too. Jim Danny's chicken, knee-high red soda, and he had a bunch of groceries. So that guy worked harder than anybody I had ever seen. And, and I know he's a big influence on Steven's life. So um, mm-hmm. he, was, he was one of the best people I've ever known, and uh, he would – he was – he was he was tough. He was tough growing up. He was tough because like we lived in Oak Cliff, and I was more scared of my dad than I was the gangs. So there was like gang members trying to get me to you know, like sell drugs and stuff. And I said, "Uh, no, I'm not going to do that because my, <laughs> my dad will whoop me, and I'm not going to do that." So, but uh, I was I was scared I was scared of him. So and, you know he's not even in this world anymore, and I'm still scared of him. So <laughs> so I mean. That's how big of an influence on on me, you know, and I know he's that way with Stephen because, like, you know, he adored Stephen, and you know, Stephen adores him too. So, mm-hmm. so you want to add anything to that, Stephen? No, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, <laughs> I won't say who. A lot of people will try and say, "Well, he did this and he did that." Nobody's perfect, but uh, he was there. He was there for me. But just like you, you were there for me. Um, whenever my dad was not around, so yeah, I was I was very blessed to have father figure. Yeah, he would. I remember Steve was really little. He would like Stephen would pass out like on the, on the floor playing with toys, and he'd be in front of the TV, you know, passed out. And my dad would like look at me, and goes, "Get that boy up, put him in the bed." <laughs> <laughs> so I said okay so I'd go over there I'd pick up Steven you know, carry him to the bed he goes don't let him sleep on the floor what's wrong with you and I go okay sorry sorry dad so Your dad was the old black man on boondocks who <laughs> <laughs> he, knew he's from OC man he, my dad had to be whatever he had to be so <laughs> get that boy up <laughs> uh, get that boy up and put him in the bed <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I never do that shit again. I had laughed this hard in a long time. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Because like you always hear like about all the horrible dads, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like 
Yeah, he bailed on me whenever I was born. We never had crap. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to hear, you know, a dad that, like, stuck around and worked his ass off to provide. Man, I'm telling you, like, you know, none of us are in jail. None of us killed anybody. None of us, you know, big drug, you know, drug dealer or whatever. And, you know, he'd always provide everything for us. Like, so did we have the best stuff? No, but we had stuff. You know, we had music, mm-hmm. we had we had posters, and we, you know, we had a house, had a roof on it, we had food, we had tortillas. Mm-hmm. Gotta have tortillas. Yeah, chicken and soda. Yeah. <laughs> chicken and soda, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was funny, because like one, I think about a month ago, I was going through some of my stuff, and uh, he had, like, I still have my, my dad's toolbox, and so I was going through it, and uh, he had like, a, there was a little bitty... Jim Dandy Frisbee inside of it mm-hmm. the, that used to be mine. No. That I used to play with. And he kept it inside of his, his toolbox. So he kept it that I was that was mine and he kept mm-hmm. it in there. So I thought that was that kinda that kinda hit deep Man. in me, so whenever my great grandfather passed away, um after the funeral and everything, uh geez, <laughs> can I do it? Come on. Uh, my grandmother came to me and handed me his wallet. And uh, she she just said, you know, here, you keep this. And uh, I put it in my drawer in my bedroom, you know, as a keepsake or whatever. And I don't remember how long it was. Uh, it was a while, probably like a month or so after he passed. I, I got the wallet out and uh, I opened it up. And started going through it. And uh, whenever I opened it up, as soon as I opened up, the first thing I saw was a picture of me. Oh, man. man. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that got me. That yeah. <laughs> It was the only picture in his wallet. That's and, awesome. Uh, That's awesome, man. It was from like 1987. <laughs> and he uh, passed away in 2000. Wow. And, yeah, and uh, was it like a like a school picture? Was it a school picture or was it just a picture? No, no. My my mom knew somebody that was a photographer, and uh, one time whenever I went to stay with her on the weekend, she set it up for this guy to come over and take pictures of me. Um, you may remember the photograph. I had a larger version hanging on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know which one. <laughs> the stupid one with the stupid sweater on the rock wall. <laughs> that does sound very eighties. Either that or like lazy. Well, I, okay, so like I, like I'm a big guy, and I've always been big. And in 1987, I was a big kid, and I didn't know I was going to have a photo shoot that day. <laughs> Whenever I went over to my mom's house, so I wasn't really dressed appropriately. And like I was already bigger than my mom, and uh, so yeah, in that in that photo shoot, I'm wearing her sweater. Uh, so it's a woman's sweater, and it was too tight. Hey, I'm gonna need some uh, copies of that picture. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. Use it for the thumbnail for this episode. It's <laughs> not going to happen. That would be. I'm gonna a- put that in my in my wallet. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> 
That's... Everybody should have that photo in their wallet. <laughs> so one day, <laughs> Ricardo and Sebastian will be looking at their dad's wallet and be like, who's this yeah. guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> can, and... It's Uncle Dad. What is he doing with that chick sweater on? I know. And can we have a copy of it? <laughs> <laughs> so one day... <laughs> what's, what's with the life preserve? That's going to be the new uh, Dominguez family heirloom. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord, that's awesome, man. That's that, that's a great story, man. I I love that. I I always knew that about you, but I I'm, I'm I feel grateful that you shared that with us. That's that awesome. Wouldn't have shared it anywhere else. We have an exclusive. Another one. Another exclusive. Exclusive. It's like three weeks in a row. <laughs> so, <laughs> or the other exclusives. We can't tell yet well, until the episode drops. We had um, we had the Goo Girls Paranormal. They were telling us. <laughs> they were I'll telling us about their um, immediately. Yeah, about their podcast. So, mm. oh, so who cares? I mean, good. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Another podcast. That's yeah. what the world needs. Yeah. Yeah. But uh <laughs> always. Yeah. Man. Yeah, they have they have a podcast and then they're on other podcasts. So they're they're in a bunch of podcasts. So they're it's like inception. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast within a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> a podcast within a podcast. Shared by a podcast. Oh man, that's what I should have done. I should have recorded this as a podcast for Bigfoot Crossroads. You should have. I mean I uh-huh. I mean I have it recorded. I can always give it to you. Yeah, yeah. I could. I could. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> it's it's got to be recorded with my equipment, Bob. <laughs> yeah. I can't even get it to work. Oh, I'm yeah. not even using my stuff. Oh, man. So, I was gonna say, yeah. If you need me to be a guest on your show, I, I'll be more than happy to do it. No, I'm good. That's <laughs> uh, <it's> awesome. <laughs> got shut down while I was in the runway. <laughs> I've got plans for you, Bob. Okay. Oh. All right. Good Big deal. plans. I've got plans for all of you. All of you guys. <laughs> so, um, what about you, Ash? You got any questions? I knew he was going to ask you that. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, you know, because I listened to an episode of Bigfoot Club about a thing called Bigfoot Magazine. Mm -hmm. And during that episode, you specifically said something about me coming on the show if I was listening. Oh, yeah. Well, so here I am. You act like I go back and listen to what I say. What well, is this, amateur? Yeah, yeah. I don't like to listen to my own voice. And yeah. once it's out there, I don't remember what the hell I said. Yeah, because like we were, we were talking about Because, man, I, I really hope he listens. Yeah. And stuff. So. I always sling it to everybody. <clears throat> All my friends, everything. It's like, I'm on the podcast. Yeah. Think, <laughs> think of something is to talk about. Is that like your about. Instagram name? Like, podcaster Ash? No. It's it. My Instagram mm. name is just my name. I'm boring. Yeah, I just thought it would make it easier for <laughs> for peeps to find you. Yeah, it's just my name. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will say this that uh, I got. I got uh, reached out by uh, a a fan of ours, Robert R. Cuddy. He sent us a an email over um, 
about the show and he said he was a big fan. He said he listens to our show and listens to Chris Jericho's show too. There's another one. If I, you like, should hey, get you Jericho on, on here. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He'd be perfect. Yeah. You should get Chris Jericho on here. Yeah. He can come to my house. Tell I can make like him fried chicken. Fan, yeah. <laughs> is, is somebody knocking? No. I thought I heard someone knocking. No. <sighs> no. Okay. All right. Maybe it's probably me. I don't know. It's our friend that lives in the hallway. Oh God! Yeah, we actually tell them about your other fan. Yeah, we actually had some, like over here, Matt, at the at this duplex where we're living at. Um, like anytime I was like in the in the kitchen or washing dishes or cooking or something, which I don't cook that often, but whenever I did, I'd always see somebody walk by all the time. And uh, I know whenever I would go out of town, Ash would see like someone in my room or crossing yeah. crossing the hallway right crossing oh, the yeah hallway. yeah it always looks like they're walking in front of the doorway or into a door you know and so whenever i wasn't here and she would see that she'd go to my room go shut the door so that way she wouldn't see whoever's walking around but uh it turned out that our our light i was like a it was an older um uh was it a t12 uh the with the with the real big fat ballast in it you know and it was emitting like over 20 milligauss all the time. So it was like in our kitchen and it was just like shooting out so much, so much EMF mm-hmm. and stuff. So it gave me anxiety sometimes. Yeah. I didn't like the whatever. So yeah, we would get that. And so I finally got him to, to replace the lights. So I was wondering if we're going to get any more, any more guests showing Probably. up here. Yeah, maybe. So <laughs> Probably. <clears throat> Here's the question. Yeah. Do those things happen uh, because of the EMF or does the EMF actually cause real things to happen? Like our ability, like they're picking up on it too. Maybe. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess we'll find pulling, out. Pulling from the energy to make a manifestation. Yeah. I guess we'll find R- out. Right. Because like that was whenever I was like really studying the subject or whatever, like that was kind of, uh, the general idea that, uh, they somehow pull energy from the atmosphere to manifest, manifest at different levels. And whenever you have something putting out a lot of EMF energy, uh, maybe, yeah, it can cause some things, but maybe it's causing those things because it's actually causing things. If that makes sense. It does. It does make sense. Um, that's actually that's pretty good. I'm, I'm, that's why I was saying I was interested to see if if I notice anything like in the house or or duplex or anything like that because because um, I would I would see it all the time. I'd corner my eye all the time, just walking by, and I would look up and and there's a lot of times where, you know Ash is like she, you know believe it or not she's like a ninja man. Mm-hmm. She walks up on me all the time, and I go, "Holy crap! You scared the crap out of me." Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I do that to everybody. So, so, um, so sometimes I'm thinking I'm seeing stuff, and then I don't know. It's just, I don't. It's just yeah. kind of crazy how seeing the corner of my eye, and I see like I always see like the back of someone's like arm or back mm-hmm. or back leg or something, and I don't see the whole thing, but I just see a glimpse of it. So it's just kind of odd. I always wanted to take an EMF meter out into the woods for Bigfoot stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, hmm. yeah, we went out. We went out recently. Not recently. It was like 
It was back in January. January, yeah. We went out we went out to Hallsville mm-hmm. and uh that's where uh Ash and I went out in the woods whenever we first met. And um we had we were, they were doing paranormal stuff out there and we ended up doing Bigfoot stuff afterwards with Luke and stuff. So we went this past January again just to go back out there. It was me, Ash and Chris and uh it's the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so yeah. Is that where the cemetery was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a live on our page still. I'm probably yeah, yeah. And so we went out there. And it was in the middle of nowhere, and we were getting like 20 milligauss, like throughout the whole place, and just it was just it. Yeah, amazing. see, well, why? Yeah, <laughs> it was responding to questions. Yeah, it was, and it was like there was there was like it was nothing around their area that would that would make it go off for any reason at all. And it was like it was crazy. How how much electric tombstones? Yeah, it was just crazy how they're much they're talking worked. to me, and unfortunately, we lost a bunch of like. Didn't we lose like one recorder? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> we 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 actually got some calls there too, but I, I don't. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure if it was Bigfoot or I don't think or so. it was an owl or I don't I know. I think it was a bird. Yeah, so it was it was too far away for us to yeah. figure out what it was. So. Because I was doing, I was doing tree knocks the whole night, and we were doing, we were doing two for one. We were doing Bigfoot stuff, and we were doing ghost stuff. Because the last time and we the were the first out there, time it worked, but it's been yeah. ten years. Yeah, when we were out there with Luke, we got we got both. We got you know EVPs and Bigfoot course, calls. I kind of. It's just so weird. Whenever you the differences between a man-made building of some kind compared to out in the woods, out in nature. Uh, it's just like a completely different atmosphere, obviously, but I'm saying the the type of activity and everything uh, feels completely different. It's just really weird. What's your, what's your thought on Bigfoot's possibly being affected by EMF? Um, I don't know if they're affected by it or not. Uh, Obviously, I don't know. Um, I'm curious as to uh, the areas that some Bigfoot activity has happens. Um, a spot in particular is what gave me the idea to try it at some point, but I never did. Um, we went to a place in Texas that was pretty well known for Bigfoot activity. I had a sighting of something out there. Um, I don't know what it was, but something. And, uh, but the thing that I first noticed whenever we arrived there was that, uh, this place was just, the air was thick, you know, it was one of those places where you're just like, Oh, okay. And, uh, eventually after several different trips down there, um, the last time I went there, uh, I had what I would consider some paranormal experiences uh, mixed with what people commonly call uh, Bigfoot zapping, uh, which they, uh, you know, theory is that it's uh, the effect of Bigfoot using infrasound. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if Bigfoot have that ability or not. They have something. But I, I don't necessarily agree with the theories that are out there about it. Um, but that's not the point. Uh, 
the point is I had some experiences where I definitely had some, uh, effects of infrasound, at least, you know, as they've been described to me. Right. What, what and, uh, did, like, could you describe what it felt like? Yeah. Um, I felt nauseous, dizzy, lethargic, uh, couldn't really think straight. Right. I just wanted to lay down. Um, kind of had like, uh, clammy hands and like sweats. And, uh, it just progressively got worse and worse. Right. And, uh, Eventually, it got to the point, I mean, I was very reluctant to do it because I was down there with, like, a group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, There's probably eight to ten people. And eventually, I just, hey, guys, I, I've got to go. You know, like, so, somebody has to put me in a car and get me out of here. Right. Like, I feel horrible. And I- uh, so we all loaded up and left. And after we left, I started feeling better. Right. Once we got out of the area and everything, but it was like a probably a good day or two uh, before I felt one hundred percent back to normal. Wow! Because like you know, we had that occurrence over at at Billy's. It was Billy Simmons at Billy Simmons. It was me, Luke, and 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 Billy and one of his his kids. And it wasn't quite like that. It was just kind of like it happened and it was over. But it kind of, mm-hmm. it felt like, you know, when you get a, a rush of adrenaline and it just felt like a, like chills and just like, oh, something's, yeah. something's about to happen. And then it just kind of, I don't remember if it was, it was after it had whatever was out there. We heard like, kind of like a shuffling. Oops. I dropped something. <laughs> but it sounded kind of like something like just in its feet, like kind of like skiing. And then it got quiet. And then we hear this loud exhale, and then that feeling hit, and then there was nothing. I gotta, I gotta get him on, Billy. Yeah, yeah, because he's had a lot of weird stuff yeah. happen in his house. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> that was another place that had a cemetery, and that's one thing that kind of always fa- fascinates me, that no one really has an answer why they seem to kind of be attracted to those type of places. Um, I know Matt. Um. We we actually did a episode on called Brown Springs, and I went to Brown Springs with Ken with Ken Marvel and uh, Buddy Britt and my cousin and his wife. And this was like I don't know, probably two thousand six or something. And I went out there with them, and Brown Springs was like has a lot of lore there uh, from Native American stuff uh, stories and stuff. And um, whenever we went out there, because we had heard a story, and I, you may have heard this one, the one about. The lady from Gainesville that was killed over, yeah, and then she was like raped or something, and her legs were bent mm-hmm. all the way back or something. And uh, we went out there to go just to go check it out. And when I went out there, I stepped out of the vehicle and I was telling, I was telling Ash and Chris this um, that I man, I had like anxiety whenever I got there, like something was pushed on my chest, and it's like felt really negative. And we eventually had during that time we had a, a call. We had a, a call uh, from across the Red River at us, and you could hear it getting closer, and then it, got, it would go further away, and it was like so much. And then I think later on, we researched it and actually found out that that area was um, a body dumping ground for the Dallas mob like in the 50s and 60s. 
And so, uh, man, it was just like really weird to have that feeling because I've been to a lot of places in Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, uh, Louisiana, and I've never had that feeling anywhere before. So that was kind of odd. Yeah. Do you, um, do you think maybe they were attracted to that area because it was yeah, a body that's, dumping ground? Yeah, that's See, that was the two things that kind of, you know, it's like they, the theory that like, they bury their dead or whatever. Right. If they're intelligent, they recognize what death is. I don't know. It's just. Well, think about yeah. what happens at a cemetery. Right. I mean, that's a perfect place for them to observe humans. Right. And it's kind of ritualistic uh, if they don't know yeah. from the outside. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting, it seems. And it could just be like different energies that they're attracted to. That we don't understand. So that's why I asked the question yeah. about if, if Matt had thought that, you know, Bigfoots were affected by EMF or anything like that. Because that's, I mean, that was the strangest feeling I had in the field. And, you know, I've been like a lot of places paranormal wise. And uh, that was the first time I've ever been in the field. And because I'm sure there's haunted forests mm-hmm. and stuff around. And just, I've never experienced it. So it was just kind of odd. Oh, and if there is spirit activity there then there's probably going to be emf activity and can also be something that causes them to behave that way there too i think there's a good possibility that they're uh, um, sensitive to the energies of an area mm-hmm. hardly anybody talks about that at all well right because you sound like a <laughs> you know a nut job yeah. if you do it's like, easier to believe in something um, flesh and blood than maybe something in between yeah, but like I mean, uh, whenever we were down there in Paris, um, at that one uh, location, like I had a paranormal experience there, and uh, that was crazy, you know. And it's it's just real weird. Like uh, that place and the other place I was talking about, both times were situations where. I had no knowledge of the area previously, didn't really know anything about its history or anything, and then experienced something, and then afterwards talked to people and found out, you know, like, oh, yeah, this was a bad place. (laughs) Um, I don't know if Bigfoot are drawn to it or just sensitive to it or if it affects their behavior, Uh, but there seems to be, just like with the cemeteries, some sort of connection, some kind of synchronicity. And I think a lot of cases where people think, uh, you're talking about haunted woods. Uh, yeah, certainly. Um, but also, uh, how many haunted woods are actually Bigfoot activity right. right? or how much Bigfoot activity is actually not Bigfoot and something paranormal. What if Bigfoot is um, a ghost sometimes? Yeah. Bigfoot ghost. <laughs> right. I mean, if humans can be ghosts, uh, other animals can be ghosts. Why can't a Bigfoot be a ghost? I, I told you, I'm on the board with that, man. That'd be creepy. <laughs> I'd be more on board with that than a just, Bigfoot being able to turn itself invisible. Yeah. Or I was just thinking, it's like the first thing that popped in my head was, oh, how much more equipment would that need? <laughs> <laughs> we need a bigger camera. <laughs> uh, we absolutely need a FLIR. Yeah. But, uh, man... So far, we've been going a minute and 52 seconds. Wow. (laughs) 
So, all right, let's get this thing cranking. Right. <laughs> Finally, start talking about something. Come on, <laughs> man. Oh man, I think that's you good. crack yourself up listening. to You, I know, <laughs> I know. I, I can laugh on cue too, man. Right, Stephen? Stephen, there. No. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's been asleep for like thirty minutes. Now. Oh, me. yeah. Well, that's me. <laughs> I, I accidentally had it on mute. Oh. <laughs> He's, he's, probably, he's probably, what are you watching, Stephen? He's probably, yelling at your kids. He's probably gaming. Oh. <laughs> no, I was. What, sure what games are you okay. playing? Uh, I'm playing Modern Warfare, Call of Duty, uh, The Last of Us Two, and that's yeah, that's pretty much it right now. On the PS4, are you still consoling uh, or? Yeah. Yeah, I, I switch. I'll go to. I have the PS4 in the master bedroom. I have the Xbox in the living room, and I have my PC in the living room. You should get a system. I ultimate. Come on. I do. I have many systems. Look look at this guy. Look at this guy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Many systems. Oh, my God. Everybody is better than me now because I'm old and my fingers don't go that fast anymore. But, uh, yeah. We won't talk about that. I still miss Modern Warfare 2, though. I know. It's it great. Amazing. Didn't they just remaster it? They did, but I'm afraid to I'm afraid to play it. Yeah. I am definitely afraid to play that one. I want to get uh Ghost of Shishima. Yeah, I heard that one was good too. Um I'm I might get that, I don't know. But I'm still I still need to finish the last of the seats. Take my time with that one. All right, guys. Little gamer talk. It's all right. I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm okay you, with it. You can edit that out if you want. <laughs> so, do you think paranormal like goes on games too? You know, ghost in a machine. I yeah. think people just freak themselves out. Yeah, we're almost we're almost okay. at two. I know. I normally don't go two hours um, anymore. What did you eat for dinner? Uh, <laughs> I haven't eaten dinner. Yeah, actually, I ate a late lunch, so I ate like uh, some some pizza at work. Uh, this guy bought a bunch of pizza, and so I ate a late lunch. And I get, when I got here, I did, actually didn't even eat. So I was I was having some. Anxiety. I haven't I haven't eaten either. You haven't eaten either. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Are you you fasting or something? What's I don't eat. I can't eat before a podcast. Oh, okay. Oh, that man. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that, shouldn't. Yeah, that. It's actually smart. I'm sitting here going, I'm going to pee. <laughs> I always try to go pee. Well, I mean, like, okay, <laughs> so, like, you're hungry, and you want to, like, hurry up and end the show because you're hungry. But if you eat before, then, like, every time, like, stomach problems, you feel mm-hmm. full, you get tired, like, podcasting is the last thing you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I should be on the couch right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 accidentally burp. It happens. It's usually me. I make all the weird noises. <laughs> yeah. I gotta yeah. put. I gotta push. Listen, out I lunch. had the flu. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I'm, she's like, you're never gonna let that go. <laughs> no. I thought the it was turned before the, or the intro. Is at the very end, man. I thought we were clear. Oh, the very end. I held that thing. I thought we were done. <laughs> Oh, like, awesome. Okay, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, those are those are good times. Good times. Good times. 
All positive, all positive ahead of times now, though. Hopefully. No, we will. We yeah. will. We we got a good roster. We got a good roster, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I think I think uh, collaborating with Mike. I'm with not with Mike. Matt. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta edit that. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you need to make that be a soundbite. I know. <laughs> he, was, he was looking. At, he was looking at his mic. He was looking at his mic. No, I was looking Hello. at. I was, Mike Hall is messaging me right now. It's all good because I, I love I love Mike Mike Hall. He's he's good people. So he's a good dude. Is that other, is that group still going to the NABRC, whatever they're called? Oh yeah. yeah. Who's who's the leader of that group? Uh DW Lee. DW, yeah. Yeah. Darren Lee. Yeah, I think I've I think I've I've messaged him a couple times uh on the the real Bigfoot community. Facebook page, like by accident. No, I I just told him he was like oh. I can't remember what it was. He was talking about something, and I told him to get lost, hippie. <laughs> you know what? I think I met him at the first Hanoba Bigfoot conference. With yeah, with, he was behind it back then. With uh, I don't know if I don't know if he was telling me about that, but I remember he walked over to, to Todd and I, Todd Partain, and he was talking to us, and he was like doing some kind of presentation and. He had like all this pamphlets out, and I just looked at it and handed it back to him. I said, "Okay, I don't need to see that." <laughs> and then, like, like I said, years later, he was posting something on the the real Bigfoot community, uh, and he had like a picture on his Facebook. We had his hair was like really long, like it was like covering like one eye, mm. you know, like he was like like he was goth, like he was goth or something, you know. And I or I just said, "I go get lost, hippie." <laughs> That's what I thought. And what I did it over what? Just, I can't. I can't remember what it was. It was like something about about Bigfoot's, you know, in the state or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was it was something that was outrageous. It was dumb, and I said, mm-hmm. and I just told him, "Get lost, hippie." <laughs> and I didn't know it was him until like he had responded. And I go, "Oh, DW, DW." Oh. Well, in that case, what I really meant was. Yeah. <laughs> After that, I said, get a haircut, hippie. <laughs> Robert. I know. I know. I'm sorry. But I got to call it away with those back then. So, well. <laughs> so anyway, um, man, I think this is the longest time I ever we actually done a podcast. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I'm not, sorry. Not, not including the, the wrestling stuff either. So. Uh. Um, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna call it a night. And um, Stephen, you got any uh, shout outs? Uh, as always, uh, to my wife who always calls me a bitch ass. Uh, to Ricardo and Sebastian, and to Bigfoot Club for having me. Sweet. Too, and too sweet. Uh, to uh, to Matt for holding it down in Tulsa. Right on, man. Hold it down. Hold it down. All right. Well, Matt, thanks. Thank you so much for doing this with us, man. I really, really appreciate it. Um, all right, man. Uh, thanks again. Thanks for being on, and uh, good night. Good night to everybody. Enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. I must bid you adieu, and so, good bye!
<laughs> and good night, bang! <laughs>